Hello, welcome to Interfilm Recommends, a podcast for club leaders which highlights new and classic titles created by Interfilm for you to explore in your film club. My name is Michael and this week I'm joined by Eleanor. We're both from the programming team and we create a selection of the most interesting and educationally relevant films and add them to our catalogue where they're available for you to order. In today's primary podcast, we're exploring the theme of emotional well-being. We think that film is a really natural fit for exploring this theme as it's really easy to get sucked into a character's world and sympathise with their journey and the decisions that they have to make. So our featured film for this theme is The Good Dinosaur and we'll be explaining a little bit more about why we think that's kind of our tentpole film for this week. And our related film is another Pixar, also from last year, which is Inside Out. Also put together a new film list all about exploring emotional well-being. Um, So we'll be having a look at some of the highlights from that list. Um, which includes Song of the Sea, My Neighbour Totoro and Bridge to Erythia. So for each of these films, we're going to give you all of the information that you need. What it's about, who it's for, why it's good and how you can use it. We'll also be linking out to additional resources we have on these films. So let's kick off with The Good Dinosaur. Dinosaur is a prehistoric adventure story about a lost young dinosaur who must have the courage to face his fears and find his way home. It's a PG certificate film and we at Interfilm recommend it for groups aged 7 and up because there is some mild threatened violence in the film which is not suitable for younger viewers. So it's a really interesting story in that it's kind of very classic boy and his dog idea but they've kind of reversed the roles here so Arlo is, is our dinosaur character and he's our protagonist and he is kind of the boy in this thing. He's the sort of leader and his dog is actually this uh, little human boy called Spot. And you can really see how they've kind of taken this idea and used it to characterise this human boy. And even his name is kind of like a classic dog's name. And you can kind of watch out for all the little ticks that he has. So it's a really classic story about friendship as well. Uh, Arlo is taught to think of Spot initially as a pest, but when they're both thrown into the unknown, they find themselves relying on one another. And they develop this really strong bond that sees them helping and protecting each other until they find their way back to safety. Another way that you can explore this film with groups is through the idea of non-verbal communication, as Arlo and Spot have no shared common language. So it's quite nice to use um, with students who maybe are learning English as a second language, or to explore with uh, special educational needs groups. And there are so many touching moments when they start to understand one another and find other ways of letting each other know who they are and what they've been through. So we've got this lovely little clip here of this kind of breakthrough moment in communication between them both. I miss... I miss my family. Family. That's me. There's Libby. And Buck. And Mama. So this film is also really useful to explore with clubs uh, in terms of the story creation process. Um, So they've taken this idea of what if dinosaurs were never wiped out by that comet and it missed Earth entirely and instead they kind of developed in the same way that humans have and have started to kind of farm the land. 
and this is a theme that Pixar have explored before. So Toy Story, what if toys came to life when we left our bedrooms? Monsters Inc. And what if the monsters in our closet were real? Even Finding Nemo, what if you had to traverse the dark depths of the ocean? Absolutely. So it's kind of these sort of common ideas that we all have in our general imagination that uh, Pixar really taps into and then kind of creates and visualises for you. So things that we've all thought about suddenly seen on screen. So I think it's really fun to explore, not, not only in kind of looking at the way that they've done that in this particular film but also as ideas for you to think of your own stories. Film is also quite fun in that it plays with genre and it's actually using this well-loved trope of dinosaurs to engage curious young viewers with the western genre and it's a western in terms that it's kind of set in this barren American landscape and Arlo is actually a member of a pioneering family of dinosaurs. This is kind of going back into the discussion around emotional well-being in that he's really got to pull his weight and keep the family farm going. He's under a lot of pressure to make his mark. Hold on, it's not that easy. You've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark, and I can't wait to see it. Arlo is a lot more anxious than his other siblings, and he's not as strong and brave as them, so it's not as easy for him to kind of achieve in the way that he's expected to. And his more sensitive attributes seem to go unacknowledged by his family. And that is until he gets thrown into this situation with the human boy, Spot, who actually helps him realise that these parts of his personality are actually strengths. This is also an interesting story in terms of the development process. So Pixar worked on this for over five years. And after four years of work, they decided they weren't happy with what they had and basically redid the whole thing from scratch. And you can even take that idea up with your clubs as well so you can talk with groups about collaborative story writing have they ever worked together to create a story or worked together on a film and what kind of decisions and changes did they have to make together along the way before they felt it was ready to be shown to someone else the good dinosaur is available to order now via your interfilm club's account and an accompanying film guide is available to download from the interfilm website you can also check out a really lovely interview that one of our young reporters did with the director peter sohn so that's available on the interfilm club's youtube To kick us off with another Pixar film which also explores emotional well-being in a much more abstract and interesting way, we've got Michael to talk about Inside Out. Inside Out is an animated adventure about the five dominant emotions inside an 11-year-old girl's head as she struggles to come to terms with moving home. Inside Out is a U. We put it at 7+, plus just because some of the themes and the concepts in the film are a little bit more complex, and there's two separate worlds going on. I would also say that the film works on some levels for an audience of, say, 5+, plus, um, just because the audiences can really get involved with the colourful world that they find themselves in and kind of going on that adventure, but may not appreciate some of the more nuanced themes as well as a 7-plus audience would. That's right. So let's uh, listen to a quick clip. And this is from the very beginning of the film where Riley is moving into a new home. All right, just a few more blocks. We're almost to our new house. Step on it, Daddy. Why don't we just live in this smelly car? We've already been in it forever. Which actually was really lucky because that gave us plenty of time to think about what our new house is going to look like. What? Let's review the top five daydreams. Ooh, that looks that safe. Nice. Oh, this will be great for Riley. Oh, no, 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 no. This oh, one. Joy, for the last time, she cannot live in a cookie. That's the one. It comes with a dragon. We're getting close. I can feel it. There it is. Here's our new house. And... And the house she moves into isn't what she expected. Riley's very disappointed to find that this is actually 
quite a dull and dreary house. It's quite barren, there's no furniture. And particularly in comparison to the images inside her head, which we can see, this world full of life and characters and colour and fun, it's something that she struggles to reconcile within herself. One of the great things about this film are these grown-up ideas that complement the, the simple pleasures of the design and the world and the characters so well. As you might expect with Pixar, it's a very intelligent film that asks probing questions through its themes and through the ideas. In this case, it's the idea of a big change. And what it highlights positively is the need for a variety of emotions and how that can create a good and healthy balance internally. So for instance, anger does have its uses here, if channeled correctly. It's all about the right outlet. And the way this film can be used, well, first of all, there is that idea of big changes. So it's a great opportunity to discuss the idea and the issue of transition with students, whether a bigger or more noticeable change, such as moving house, or something that might be slightly subtler. And with exams coming up, that might be a very useful topic to explore. And another way you can use the film is through this idea of well-being. So the dangers that Riley puts herself in because of this new change and the unhappiness that comes with it. You might want to discuss the way that different emotions take precedent and take control here. Ultimately, it is a film about mental health and about emotional well-being, but at the same time, it's created this world that you don't ever really want to leave. Inside Out also has a film guide attached to it on interfilm.org and can be ordered on our catalogue. So now we're going to talk a little bit about our emotional well-being film lists. We have numerous film lists on the site covering a number of different topics. And here we're going to talk about three of the films related to emotional well-being, even though there are many more for you to discover and explore on interfilm.org. So first of all, let's have a little look at Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea is a really beautiful and touching animation based on an Irish folktale about a little girl who turns into a selkie. And it was actually one of my favourite films from last year. It's a PG certificate, um, and again, we're sort of aiming it at ages seven and up, as there is some mild threat and some fantastical creatures which younger viewers might find a little bit scary. So the film explores the relationship between Ben and his younger sister, Shearsha, who has been mute since birth. And Ben kind of resents Shearsha because he blames her for the loss of his mum. And he also can't understand why she doesn't speak. So here's a little clip um, that can give you a bit of an insight into their relationship at the start of the film. For someone who hasn't learned how to talk, you are really loud. Oh, come on, Searsha! Why don't you just go down there and play with some rocks or something? So the sea is a very important thing for both Ben and his little sister Shearsha, and you'll kind of find out a bit more about that later, but they kind of have this very special emotional connection with it. But when their granny thinks it's dangerous for them, she moves them away to the city, and they both long to return and set out on this really exciting adventure, which also reveals to Ben how much he does love his little sister and why he needs to protect her. Again, there's a lot of very beautiful and moving non-verbal communication between the siblings, and it's a feast for the eyes, with beautiful, rich and detailed animation that really celebrates its Irish heritage, which is seen with this Celtic fairy story, uh, which will inspire children to discover and explore traditional tales, and it also serves as a very poignant exploration of brother-sister relationship. So we've got another lovely animated title on our catalogue that also explores the idea of emotional well-being. It's a slightly older one, but it's an absolute classic and is very well loved by the clubs. 
Michael, would you like to tell us a bit more about My Neighbour Totoro? My Neighbour Totoro is from 1988. It's a Studio Ghibli title, and they're the much-loved animation studio from Japan who have made films like Spirited Away and Ponyo. My Neighbour Totoro is a very sweet animated fable about a young girl and her younger sister who move to the forest, which is full of friendly spirits. So we can already see a link to Inside Out here, this idea of moving away from the familiar. It's also a really strong link with Song of the Sea of having these kind of magical creatures that guide you through and also these siblings that have been moved away from their home and are struggling with this idea of having a mother who's absent. Exactly. So we'd put this film as a 5+, plus. the BBFC rate it as a U. We think it's very gentle. There are infrequent, very mild, scary scenes, but really we find that this works very, very well with younger audiences. And the tone is similar to something like Ponyo, with very gentle music and similar sort of themes, and again, that very young audience in mind. So here's a clip now of the moment where May, the younger sister, meets Totoro for the first time and decides to name him. So as we said, this is a really sweet and gentle film, and what it does really well is to balance reality and fantasy, uh, like only Studio Ghibli can with their really unique style. And this is due to the great design, the lovely score, the female protagonists at the front of the film, which all comes together to make a really great animation. So one of the ways you can use this film is to link it with this idea of overcoming adversity in childhood. So what it shows is how even the gravest of issues can be eased and possibly even overcome by a little bit of companionship. This is often displayed through non-human characters in Ghibli films. So these fantasy characters like wizards or talking animals or other strange creatures. In this case, it's largely Totoro, who would become synonymous with the Ghibli brand uh, as their mascot. For our final film of the podcast and our only live-action film, this is Bridge to Terabithia, and this is aimed at a slightly older audience? I would say so, yes. So it's a charming family fantasy film following the adventures of two ten-year-old misfits, and it's based on a very popular novel. It's a PG certificate film, and we have got on our website that it's recommended for ages 7+, plus. but I would actually maybe gear it a little bit higher in Key Stage 2, maybe more like years 5 and 6, as there are a couple of scenes that younger viewers may find a bit scary and quite emotionally distressing. However, it's a really worthwhile film and is brilliant for exploring emotional well-being. We kind of start with our main character Jess who is a bit of a loner and he lives in a house full of sisters where he feels a bit sidelined. At the beginning of the film you can see that Jess is at a bit of an all-time low with his self-esteem. That is until Leslie moves in next door and she's a girl his own age who starts going to his school and he finds a bit of a kindred spirit in her and together they fire one another's imaginations and give each other the self-confidence to believe in themselves and to stand up to the bullies. So as well as being useful in exploring emotional well-being in terms of self esteem it's actually a really good anti-bullying film in many ways 
the central characters themselves have lessons to learn about how best to deal with bullying behaviour, and there's a lot to discuss about when they're doing the right thing and when actually they might be making things a bit worse. They always have their hearts in the right place. It's a kind of a good conversation starter to kind of think about intentions and actions. It's a really interesting film in that you have their kind of real-life world, which is live-action. Then there's also this fantasy world they create called Terabithia, which is um, animated using CGI. And Jess and Leslie create this world together to kind of help them work through issues that they have in their daily lives. Here's a little bit of a clip about them discovering Terabithia together. Come on, you can see the whole kingdom from up here. <laughs> Isn't this cool? We can do anything here. Look at it. It's all ours. From the mountains to the oceans. What am I looking for exactly? You'll see. Just close your eyes. But keep your mind wide open. So the little boy's voice that you might recognise there is Josh Hutcherson, who went on to find his fame in the Hunger Games series. Absolutely, and the film really hinges on his performance here. He really creates a very engaging character. And the friendship between him and uh, the character of Leslie is shown to bring the best out of each other, because Leslie is so unafraid of being different, she really encourages Jess to be himself. So it's really useful in terms of talking about emotional well-being, because it explores these ideas of self-esteem, self-expression, as well as kind of having those really useful useful bits to discuss about anti-bullying. All of these films are featured on our Emotional Wellbeing film list and we have accompanying film guide for Song of the Sea as well. So that's our podcast for this week. There's a slight change in format from here so the podcast will now be available from every two weeks. Next podcast we'll look at Creed for secondary schools. That is the boxing film with Michael B. Jordan and directed by Ryan Coogler, which is their second collaboration together. And we'll be focusing on an associated sports-themed film list. All the show notes for today's podcast are on SoundCloud. Uh, They'll be in the comments box. If you just scroll down, there'll be links to the films that we've mentioned, any relevant resources and uh, any interviews. We'd love for you to contact us on Twitter if you have any comments about today's podcast. Our handle is at interfilm underscore edu. And we'd love it if you could let us know if you've used any of the films that we've mentioned in this podcast or any of our previous episodes and how they went down with your clubs. So that has been Interfilm Recommends for this week and we will see you in a fortnight's time for Creed. Thank you.